Opinions and ideas expressed in the following Moraine Valley Broadcast Channel recording are those of its creators and do not represent the views of Moraine Valley Community College. Hello, welcome to our podcast. My name is Sarah Lipkin, and uh, this podcast is with uh, Nikki and Lizzie. Um, Nikki's doing Charles Darwin's The Origin of Man and how it relates to Victorian society, and Lizzie is doing Jekyll and Hyde and Doubles in Jekyll and Hyde, and I'm doing the importance of being earnest and uh, love and marriage and uh, Victorian society. Um, and so my topic, I'm going to be talking about um, the criteria that they use to judge potential um, husbands and wives and the importance of being earnest and different characters and their perceptions of um, what makes a person um, like good or not good, um, such as how Lady Bracknell um, judges people based on their family and their bloodline, um, but also other things such as like real estate and money and things like that, but how they value like family more than anything else, whereas like the younger generation values love and affection um, when it comes to marriage, whereas she thinks that that's uh, not a good idea and that's uh, irrelevant to love. Um, and then I'll also be exploring other themes about um, Victorian society that are expressed in uh, the importance of being earnest. Um, so I'll let um, Nikki, do you want to talk about your topic? Yeah, I'll talk. So for mine, I'm doing Charles Darwin and how his findings affected the Victorian society. And um, because the Victorian society was so heavily based on religion and that God was in control of all, what happened to you, how you were born, um, when Charles Darwin actually put out his findings, it did kind of create an uproar, especially with like um, higher class because they were very religious back then, but it also was a very big importance in English literature because when you read Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and the importance of being earnest, um, and then when you read Charles Darwin's findings, he does put it on point when it comes to mirroring the stories in the book. So like one of the things I found is that he would explain how men and women, how they are courted, which means, like, how are they, like, um, you know, introduced in other people's lives and how, you know, marriage takes effect. And, you know, he was saying that when it comes to birds, a lot of males are, like, um, the first to, you know, go up to the female males, um, you know, they said they had more looks, you know, they had to be always very proper, and that does go for the same with females. And, like, he said in the book that, like, females like looks and wealth. And so with that being said, I'm going to hand it over to Lizzie. Hi, friends. So I am going to be discussing Robert Louis Stevenson's novella, The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. A uh, major point of the entire story is just like the doubles and the du duality of man so i feel like with jekyll and hyde that is like one person and they're in such of like a close proximity and they have the same consciousness uh but they both represent how a man can be their inner self their er their inner uh desires but then they also have what they are like when they are in society and just how um, the contrast between the two show how people really can be in their inner self and with that we can open it up to discussion for everybody okay so we'll be having group discussion now um i guess we could start with 
either like similarities or differences between our essays. Um, well, for mine, I'm I, I sort of have doubling in mind where um, Jack pretends to be his brother Ernest, and then Algernon pretends to be Jack's brother's um, Ernest, even though Ernest isn't real. Um, and Jack even says that he like creates Ernest in order to like live a more um, like I don't know scandalous life and be able to do what he wants to do and free from his like proper self like how in um, Jekyll and Hyde um how there was like one personality that was more proper more like accepted by society and then one that was um like not accepted and a lot more uh, criminal and oh, yeah. uh, you know like physically hideous oh yeah he's very ugly like <laughs> I feel like uh like one part of it too where Jekyll and Hyde since they are like the same person it's just like how Jekyll, he literally admits to saying, hey, I kind of want to stay Hyde because I have a lot of indulgences and I want to act on them and I want to be bad. So I um, I feel like that kind of just relates to it, how they want to be a bad person. <laughs> yeah, I was going to add to that. When, um, I actually found um, a part in one of Darwin's findings about doubles. Well, it made sense to me. Mm-hmm. And it was saying that... Um, you know, males, you know, display their attractions and, you know, because we're descended from like barbarians, he said, you know, we're trying to kind of cover up that, you know, human nature that we're all going to have while like being prist and proper. So in his findings, I thought it was interesting that he did mention that, you know, every man has a side to him, like a different side to himself that we don't see. And that goes very well with both of the stories. And that goes back to importance of being earnest because, um, like with Jekyll and Hyde, since Jekyll's supposed to be, uh, his, like, building, his house is described as the great heir of wealth and comfort, but then Hyde's, like, little door is prolonged in sordid negligence. And it's just the two different, like, one is extremely respectable and one is this, like, really bad guy, um... And it's just, like, showing how those two societal classes are combined and, like, literally that close. I mean, they're the same person, but it's similar to how importance of being earnest is. Yeah, I mean, like, in The Importance of Being Earnest, it's not, like, Jack doesn't, like, create earnest so that he can, like, assume earnest's identity and, like, go, like, shove children and stuff. It's not, not like, like, oh, I want to, like, do some real damage while I can. It's more of, uh, like, just... To, like, disobey Victorian, um, like, rules and things like that. Not, like, written rules, but more just, like, class rules and, like, this is how you should act and things like that. Um, which, like, goes to show, like, that Victorian society is so constraining that you would need to, like, create another personality. Um, which, um, uh, Algernon does as well when he, uh, he calls it, like, um, fun burying or whatever. When he, <laughs> yeah. when he, like, assumes the other personality. It sounds like he's doing a little bit more, like, scandalous things. Um, <laughs> and uh, it sounds like he does it a lot more often, too. Like, I feel like when Jack assumes Ernest's identity, he kind of just, like, goes around and, like, hangs out at clubs, where I think, like, Algernon does, like, a little, like, um, I don't know, mischievous behavior. Um, but, I mean, it, it's the same general concept, you know, having two personalities and having, like, the instincts versus, like, civilized behavior. Yeah, I was about to say that it's almost like the Victorian society was just so boring that, like, writers <laughs> had to, like, make some kind of, like, alter personality because Victorians just wanted everything to be, like, prist and proper because it's almost like they were embarrassed of what they were before. Mm-hmm. So when it came to, like, being in social classes, like, um, 
writers were so bored about how like they live their everyday lives they had to bring out like a more like mischievous like person <laughs> yeah in their stories and that's what i found was interesting it's the like the facade you know um and i kind of see that with hide and or jekyll and hide it's weird to say hide and jekyll so um but how like he i mean he really is that person he really does want to do all these things and it's the animalistic side of him because um hide if he like if he decides to like stay hide he's giving up like being this proper guy that is like highly respected but then if he gives up being Jekyll he's not able to act on these impulses anymore and and it's about like that whole self-image that you want to be this and I feel like that was a lot of the Victorian society yeah because even like I remember there was one scene when Lady Bracknell first like um like came in to um Algernon's house and she asks him like are you behaving well and he says, oh, I'm feeling quite well. And she's like, that's not the same thing. In fact, like, the two rarely go together. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, kind of goes yeah. to show, like, you can't, like, be happy and, like, behave, like, in their definition of, like, well, um, at the same time. And she makes, like, some other remarks about how, like, you know, like, you don't really want to, like, do what, you know, they're expecting you to do. But you kind of had no choice that you have to. Whereas, like, he's more rebellious and he's more like, oh, well, I'll do what I want. Whereas she represents, like, older Victorian ideals such as, like, mm-hmm. um, like suppression of women and things like that. Whereas, um, like, since uh, The Importance of Being Earnest was written in the late Victorian era, the, the ideals were shifting and the younger characters in the play, like, are more um, representative of the new ideals. Yeah. I was, it was. It's almost like... They everyone has an animalistic side to it. Mm-hmm. That's why I thought it was so interesting when, you know, Charles Darwin put out this like theory of evolution and everything, and that we're all just you know, we all have that animalistic side to us. And you know, he nailed that right on like tip of his finger when it came to publishing it. And that's why um, I think it's very important that we kind of like look at the scientific revolution that goes on with the Victorian society, especially with like the stories that are also around that time because it's very interesting that you can connect the two together when you wouldn't think it would be when you overanalyze certain things i feel like um jekyll and hyde was almost the the other uh solution answer to evolution in itself too because a lot of it is like the supernatural like oh he made this potion and this explains it more that this is um that inner thing because like jekyll he himself even knows that he has this inner hide. He's like, yeah, that is me. That's my other self. Um, like from the book, it says he he thought of Hyde for all his energy of life as of something not only hellish by inorganic. This was shocking. This was the shocking thing that the slime of the pit seemed to uh, other cries and voices. So that kind of just um, it just shows like that like inner struggle that like, but it still goes along with. Um, how that just kind of was like the other answer to it we're almost out of time so we're gonna put our closing uh thoughts into this Mm -hmm. so who wants to start i can start i guess um so i guess like inclusion um the importance of being earnest is really reflective of society because different different characters represent different ideals um like the younger characters in the play since they choose to, like, take on alternate personalities in order to, like, act how they want to act instead of how society deems that they should act. Um, it goes to show that um, society was really um, restraining. And they have, like, a lot of, like, good quotes in the play, too, that go along with 
them saying like, you know, um, we live in an age of ideals and stuff like that, and how none of them are really like that fond of it, but they kind of like go along with it anyway. Um, and it goes to show a lot about marriage and how it wasn't based on love. Um, it was more, you know, even though like he kind of, um, like Jack kind of says that he's in love with Gwen Holden and things like that. Um, it's more of, uh, marrying someone based on their family and their money and their like place in society rather than like how you actually feel about them. Um, and certain characters like are more like on the love side so it's really a battle of like should you marry for love or should you marry for like superficial reasons and i think like in the end the superficial reasons end up winning which goes to show victorian society is superficial uh with uh just with uh dr jekyll and mr hyde we're playing hide and seek here um that it's it just really shows that how anybody could really just bring out that other side of them it's in everybody it's like the core nature of who people are and that one person they could be this like high highly uh, esteemed person and then there's Hyde who literally destroys things and hurts people and um, just in general how this can exist in one person and how this also just like shows the different societal classes, the close proximity, and how a person could think these two different ways. With, um, I'm just gonna say that, <laughs> that the Victorian society was very boring. Oh yeah, and yeah. the writing definitely has you know made an impact on like how the Victorians have always felt, especially when science doesn't lie when it comes to. <laughs> Uh, Charles Darwin's finding about um, Victorian men and women, and we have two stories to prove that uh, science is not going to lie. Thank you for listening. That was our podcast on Victorian society. I hope you guys have a good day. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>